So welcome to the Project Plenty podcast series, where we ask the question, what will 2030 look like? And we'll ask that question across a range of topics important to Queensland and to our church. It's a series of conversations that will help us enter into a whole of church discernment and planning exercise that we hope might give shape to our life in the next decade. Over the course of this series, we'll invite our guests to reflect on this question, what 2030 looks like from their perspective and ask what role the Uniting Church could play as this future approaches. My name's Scott Guyatt, and I'm glad that you can join us. So joining me today, Gary Harding, I'm the Reverend Gary Harding. Gary's spent a whole bunch of time in North Queensland in all sorts of different ministry roles, but also in Telstra or Telecom, I think it might have been. Oh, it became both. It can can be both. (laughs) Uh, but also has been a part of the International Rural Churches Association, the Trans-Tasman work across Australia and New Zealand, um, lives and loves uh, rural Queensland. And so our conversation today is going to explore some of those themes. Mm. Gary, thanks for being here with me. Scotty, it's always good to see you, mate. You're looking better every day, I have to say. <laughs> it's almost time for me to move to North Queensland. <laughs> mate, you're always welcome. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about the... International Rural Church Association. What's yeah. this, what's that about? What's that? Um, so the International Rural Churches Ecumenical Association originally was uh, created out of some meetings that happened in England in 1996. Okay. Around that Durham in England, um, they then had another conference in uh, Chennai, 2000, yeah. uh, 2002. Um, subsequent to that, it got renamed to the International Rural Churches Association because we felt. The ecumenical thing was, you know, not needed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, the organisation was really about supporting rural ministry across the world, knowing that the context of rural ministry, while different in many ways across the world, has a commonality yeah, okay. around it. Uh, and that commonality is, is really one of the issues that we find, same in Australia, which is that the denominations tend to be based in cities, yeah. And yet, a, lo- a large proportion of the of the people within congregations are in either semi-rural or rural situations. So, so the the idea that a lot of these rural places don't have a voice yeah. within their denomination, and um, and they're drowned out by their city cousins. So, um, International Rural Church Station or IRCA was really set up to be to be a place where we could provide support for that, to give information towards the World Council of Churches around policy. Yeah. Again, same thing. The World Council of Churches makes, makes sort of statements about certain things and, and a lot of that has a, a city bias, yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly in, you know, in Eastern Europe and Africa yeah. and places like that. Um, and we had a number of conferences. Uh, 2007, we were in Brandon in Canada and that's where I got elected as as secretary, I heard you were the secretary of the yeah. International Rural Churches Association. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was worldwide a, uh, kind of role there. Yeah, and <laughs> and from a guy who was living in Cloncurry in the middle of the Australian outback, it was a very strange, yeah. surreal thing yeah. to be involved in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, look, I, I loved it because I loved, I loved the fact that the ministry that I was providing in an outback community in Australia had resonance. Yeah. in so many places around the world. I like the fact that um, I did a lot of travelling, and I did a lot of travelling into rural places in Europe and 
rural places in uh, in the US and and um, was involved in a, in some conversations around that in all sorts of different contexts. Yeah. It it was great. I, I it it was still in its infancy, and um, I was involved in creating a a constitution okay. for it, um, trying to get some framework around that. Now, that that it's, it's sort of changed a bit in the last few years. I. I was uh, secretary for seven years until I became a pressing minister here, and I felt that I couldn't, couldn't do yeah. both. And in fact, the very day that I was in, um, inducted as the pressing minister was the day they had the conference happening over in, oh, in okay. Malawi, and okay. I couldn't be there. Yep. So it was yep. the sort of <laughs> all happened on the same yeah. same weekend. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we had connections with places like Mizoram in India. Where we talked about the context of rural ministry yeah. in these places, so it was, yeah. I, I think, I think the main purpose is to keep, keep a focus of rural ministry in the face of denominational heads, so that, yeah. so that they don't just forget that, that these things that exist. exist. Yeah. You know, and um, the issue for rural ministry in many parts of the world is around the declining rurality yeah. that's happening, and the consequences of how that drives viability within rural um, congregations and ministry and what might be new models that could be put in place in order to maintain yeah. a future in that space. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, IRCA has a lot to say in that global space and then underneath that, of course, are things like the Trans-Tasman Rural Conference that we hold between Australia and yeah, New Zealand okay. and, yeah. you know, certain ones that they yeah. do in, the, in North America and... Yeah. Um, Urca Europe that happens that are more in, over there. regional yeah know, well, we had a meeting yes yep. like CBU in Transylvania Romania we had a um, Urca Europe conference there where I did a keynote speak at and um, yeah it was it's yeah just trying to regionalize it as well as get a global yeah. feel and yeah. so not not as well known in Australia no. as has been in other areas of the world but Maybe that's because I didn't push it enough here. No, maybe. <laughs> I can be a bit slack at times. You know. So, I mean, we we are sitting here in a chapel in the inner burbs, you know, just out of the CBD. It's about as far from rural Queensland as you know mm. we could be. Maybah we should be under a tree well, on the edge of town in Cloncurry. If I look out the window, I can see a bit <laughs> of a tree. You know, so. What what you you've spent most of your life in oh. kind of rural rurally context. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what do you love about? What do you love about the bush, if I can put it that way? Well, I think initially I say what I like about um, rural Queensland is it's not Brisbane. Oh, come on. <laughs> Brisbane's awesome. No, nah, look, look, I think... <laughs> I, look, what, I, what I particularly like about the rural context in Queensland is the diversity of, of that, that rural context. Yeah, you know? okay. I, I remember when I was down here in Theological College and in a short time in my late teens early 20s when I worked down here for um, Telecom or Telstra. And, and and the way that there's this sort of blindness in the southeast corner about most of rural Queensland. So, you know, f for many people in Brisbane, you know, rural is the Sunshine Coast, yeah. you know, and it might go as far, you, you might be thinking Gympie, might be the northern part, and Toowoomba would be your western yeah, bit, yeah. and inside that, and outside of that is where monsters are. Yeah, it's, and, and it's the outback, yeah, just and the it, other side and, of Toowoomba. And, yeah. and, and, and this is not trying to be disparaging of people in the southeast corner, because I think, you know, 
people live within the the space that they need to yeah. live in, right? So yeah. if you can get everything you need yeah. in this space, then you don't necessarily even think about what happens outside of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting when you get uh, people who've lived in rural Queensland who come to Brisbane, how quickly they say, you just sort of forget yeah. very quickly because yeah. everything is here. You know? Is the flip side of that true? Like, you know, for people who spend all their life in the bush, is the southeast corner some oh, yeah. weird mystery yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of? Yeah. You know, I don't understand the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, so we had a, a minister, and I won't name names on the grounds that might incriminate them. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, incriminating people. <laughs> <laughs> but for when I came to here to college, this this person was in college with me, and they said. You know, it must be terrible living, you know, up in far north Queensland because you've got to keep coming to Brisbane to get things, you know, like... Supermarket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big like W. Le- electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cart it back with you, you know. But, and, and I, you say, no, you can get everything you need in these places. And they just, no, no, it can't be true. But anyway, this person ended up being in north Queensland and within a couple of years was saying... You know, you're right. Yeah. No wonder you don't even think you, you don't even yeah. consider Brisbane when it's available yeah, yeah. there. Now that's North Queensland. That's yeah. its own. Can, can we <laughs> can we differentiate life. a little bit between what we might call a regional city like a Cairns or a Townsville or a Bundaberg mm. or yeah, yeah. and a genuinely rural communities like you know a Longreach or a Huendon yeah. or yeah. A, yeah. We're talking about different things here, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I think it's it's interesting that. Um, so when I, when I was working for uh, Telstra in, in Atherton, the number of people in Atherton who had never been to Townsville. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it's four, four hours away, right? Yeah, yeah. So they hadn't been to Townsville. Oh, we're not going to go to that big, we're not going to go to that big city, yeah. you know. Um, we might go to Cairns because it's down the hill yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know. That's our and, city. Yeah, that's yeah. our city. And then you get somebody who lives in Herbert and 20Ks out of Atherton and they'll say, well, we go to Atherton for the end yeah. of the big town. That's our you know, city. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's our city. a supermarket there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think what defines, I mean, what always defines it for me is actually traffic lights. <laughs> yeah, okay. is my, that yeah, was right. my okay. discerner, right? Yeah. So when my first placement after I managed to escape Brisbane um, after college was Mount Isa. Yeah. And I remember going to Mount Isa. I'd been there once before with you know, Telstra. But I, I went in the place and thought, man, this has got a lot of traffic lights. Yeah. Like, and it's got a Kmart and it's got like, it's a fully self-contained city yeah. where you can basically get everything you need yeah. in the bounds of that, in the place. Of that city. Yeah. But then when I went to Cloncurry and was, you know, flying the aeroplane around in the, in the patrol there, it's a different case because you can get most things, but to get a lot of things, you've got to travel into Mount Isa. Yeah. So I think that always, to me, defines what makes the difference between a, a regional city yeah. and a rural yeah. community. Do you have access to the things? To, to you what do. you have access to yeah, and then yeah. what you need to go to. And, yeah. you know, yeah. What part of your yeah. time is spent travelling the roads yeah. back and forth. And what sort of car you have to have to do that. <laughs> you know? You know, I, I, like my daughter had a charade while yeah. in Cloncurry. Uh, okay. And we said, just don't drive it out of the town. Yeah. Just that's your town car. That's your town car. Yeah. You know. You don't get issued with a dual cab Land Cruiser Ute when you move into Cloncurry. That's not. Well, I think it's mandatory to have okay. a um, 
Yeah. So you, and if you if you know what you're getting, you you buy a Toyota Land Cruiser. If you if you couldn't afford it, you bought yourself a Nissan Patrol. Oh, hello. <laughs> and if you really want to stir up the locals, you bought yourself a Pajero. Controversy right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about then the relationship between the rural church and the rural kind of community? Yeah. What yeah. what is what does it matter that the church is there? What kind of what does it mean for a church to be a part of a place? Yeah. Look, I, I think that the um, there's some legacy here that I think is um, is difficult, um, but also um, something good the church has brought. A, a lot of it, it depends on how the church began in the community and what was the and, yeah, okay. and what was driving that because it is different in in different places and a lot of churches were the focus of community yeah. in, in places. So, you know, whether you were an Anglican or whether you were Methodist or Presbyterian or Catholic or, you know, whatever you might have been, yeah. Lutheran, um, your church became the focus of your community within a, a wider community. Mm. But not only that, there were usually places where there was a hall available yeah. for use. So there's a physical... There's a physical presence for, for people within yeah. the community. And you can always hear the stories of, oh, yes, that used to always be held in the Anglican Hall or that yeah. was always held in the Methodist yeah. Hall. You yeah. know? And so there's that physicality of the building in the way that they were used within within those places. Now, as time has gone on and people have become um, less involved in the church as a place of worship, yeah. a lot of the places still try to keep themselves going because their hall is important. I mean, we're going through the process at the moment of the Melanda Church uh, on the Atherton Tablelands uh, has made a decision to close. And the the real concern about that is, well, we've got people using the hall for... Yeah. All sorts of this, houses. This building is home. For this some building people. is home yeah, for yeah. them. Um, so how do you maintain that infrastructure in the town because of its its strong yeah. connection, yeah. while also acknowledging the fact that the worshiping community is yeah, and, and it hasn't. It's not even that they've fallen away. It's just that they, you know, to get to Atherton used to be a more of a struggle, and now it's close you know yeah. it's easier yeah, to get to better cars yeah. better roads so people have decided to congregate into a bigger town yeah. and they can do it easily yeah, yeah. so um yeah it, it, the relationship that that is getting back to your question yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> i'm glad one of us remembered yeah, yeah, the question. Yeah. getting back to your question about that that relationship it's a very intertwined community around the church the building the hall the people because yeah. You know, the, these people live and breathe the community. They're part of that place. It, at, at one stage in Cloncurry, when I was there, we I think we had half the church, half the council. The know, local council. Local council yeah, okay. were in the church. The local council and the church council. Same group. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we didn't have a church no. council. We couldn't form one. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, the, the movers and shakers of communities are, are usually somehow involved or have been traditionally usually involved in the church in some yeah, way yeah that's that's changing that's breaking down a bit now and i think there's a lot of grief around that but that building yeah man we, you we we've tried to you know you go to try to change close a church in a rural community and you've got to make sure you do all your homework yeah because you know there's that memory yeah 
Yeah. I was like my my parents yeah. were married, married buried, and then yeah, buried. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah. married. You know, I mean, Melinda Church was in the hall, all of that. Yeah, Melinda yeah. Church is where I became a Christian. It's where my wife and I got got married. You know, yeah. so even for me, I think oh, yeah. there's a little is, kind of twinge is, of yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit of sadness. It's yeah. you know, and and it's not like in the city where you could say, well, this church closed down, but you've got another one five minutes away. Yeah. You could move to that, yeah, or you yeah. could, yeah. you know. And, and I know that still has its own grief. I'm not, yes. I'm not saying that no, no. people don't become parochial in their own city, but I think that the options are lost yeah. in rural there's communities. A, there's a practical yeah, there's cost. A, you know, for some, when we closed the church in Julia Creek, um, it's 150 kilometres to Cloncurry. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not. You got, wow, if you got an 8:30 service, you got to leave pretty early. Yeah, look, we had, we had a girl who was on a property and she was 300 kilometres away from Cloncurry. She used to come every week. Wow. Yeah, she that's, used to drive down. And that's back. commitment. That's commitment. It's yeah. 15 minutes from where I live to my church and some <laughs> mornings I wake up and go, ah. Yeah, but you're riding a bicycle. Now, you know? <laughs> Out there, you ride a bicycle, you know, you get a, a triple's going to run you flat. <laughs> that's true. It would take me a long time to do 150 k's. Um, when you look at rural Queensland mm. now... Um, here we are in 2019, and mm. what are what are some of the challenges that you see coming down the line for our, for our state and for and I, and I, hearing what you just said earlier about you know every part of Queensland is not the same, it's not yeah. just one big amorphous mass. But what are what are you kind of spotting as some of the challenges coming along over the next few years? Well, I, look, I think the um, declining rurality is is a. Is what what a, does that mean? What do you mean by well, declining you know, rurality? The, I mean, I I, I remember. Um, being at a talk somewhere where it was called the choo-choo note doesn't stop here anymore. Okay. Right? And so all these towns that used to have a train going yeah, to them yeah. and because of that they had fettlers and because of that they had a station, you know, yeah. all, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But then they started closing down the rural yeah. lines, right? Yeah. So and the services the, are not needed, the jobs yeah, disappear. and they say, well, the, yeah. you know, the banks where you might have had a couple of banks, now there's one bank or yeah. now, now there's no bank and it's done out of the post office. And, yeah. you know, the 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 high school is now amalgamated to another high school. So, yeah, you know, the services yeah. that have been just slowly taken out of yeah. rural communities, yeah. um, which perpetuates the thing of people saying, well, there's no point going to that yeah. town anymore. I may as well go to this other place. And so it just yeah. reinforces the, the decline. Yeah. And I think that, that that decline is having a marked impact upon how people understand who they are okay. as people. So there's identity wrapped There's up identity in. around that, yeah. you know. Um, and, I mean, the Atherton Tablelands, where I'm living now, I, I live in Atherton, is an interesting case because you've got a place like Melanda that is dairy. It's a dairy community. Yeah. And Atherton is, you know, it, it, it's growing corn and it's peanuts and, you know, it's not dairy at all. Yeah, yeah. Now, they're 20Ks away, yeah. very different in identity. Yeah. And he, the, there are people in Melanda saying, well, you know, we don't, connect really doesn't with the athletes. Sense to us. It doesn't make they're sense not, to us. They're not us. No, no, yeah. they're not getting up at they're five o'clock in the morning in the yeah, yeah. in the drizzle to milk cows. So, you know, identity is really really important and I think that the the challenge for us as a church is how you help people connect to identity when the church or their you know, everything yeah. else around them is closing. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my real fear I think people forget that a lot of these buildings, a lot of these churches, a lot of the stuff that, that grew up in our, particularly in Queensland, was done out of funding out of the city. Yeah. So people saying, well, 
you know, and Cloncurry was a very good example of this. So it was funded out of missionary zeal in the city. Is that right? Yeah, okay. to build these places. It wasn't the yeah. local people who said, oh, well, yeah, yeah. you know, there was a bit of that. Yes. But, but initially the, the funding came out of, they sent missionaries out to these places, they, they funded, they supported, they did this. And then they built these buildings and they got to a point of sustainability within themselves for a while. Yeah. But now that's falling away. Yeah. And they're left with buildings that are deteriorating. They're left yeah, with, yeah. Yeah. you know, all this stuff. And I think the city has sort of said, we no longer have that passion for that yeah. that was happening out out there. Yeah. Because I think it becomes, you know, self-absorbed yeah. in the city. As We've got our own problems here. You've got your you own mean, problems. You people in Cloncurry, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of how it feels sometimes? Yeah, what, um, well, Cloncurry, not so much because, no, you know, just... i got a lot of support. But, yeah, in, yeah. in a lot of small communities, that is how they feel. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I was having a conversation the other day with the, the Mossman Church. So Mossman's about 80 k's north of Cairns, up on yep. the, near the beautiful yep. Daintree. And, and they were just talking about this feeling that they're not really connected to the church because they, they, they see the synod in the southeast corner yeah. as being a, a, a taker yeah, okay. rather than a giver. So yep. they don't see what the domnational yeah. oversight gives to them. Yep. But it's... it's for them, they don't, you know, remembering that Brisbane is as far away from Mossman as yeah. Melbourne is from, yes. and, and people yeah, in Brisbane yeah. would go, those people in Melbourne got no idea. Yeah, that's right. right? Well, so, they don't. I mean, well, let's well, be honest. Yes. Yeah. And as soon as we become our own state, North Queensland, mate. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. No, that's, that's not first. Well, the heard that a few NQ times. exit, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Give Brisbane the boot. Yeah. yeah. Now, like, I think, uh, you know, there's a real danger around that, I think. Yeah. So yeah. that declining rurality. That, yeah, yeah, um, that declining rurality. That, and that's... So I imagine the, the flow-on effect of, you know, remove a service, then the job goes with it, and then the family of that person who was yeah. in that job goes with it, yeah. and then the school is a little bit smaller, yeah. and then they don't yeah. need as many teachers, and then that job goes, and yeah. so it's that almost a vicious yeah, cycle yeah, yeah. that can... Yeah, and, and it's been um, accelerating with the internet because... Yeah. Um, you know, believe it or not, Scotty, they've actually got the internet. And really? Rural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dial-up modem. Oh, you got a you got a pedal yeah. to get the power okay, to run good. it, but you know, carrier pigeons back and forth. Yeah. Now, the internet is really accelerating this because, you know, if it, so, I, I know that like Jerry um, Harvey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Going on about how you know you'd need to buy from these shops, or we're going to end up with none of this stuff happening, and that's. Yeah, that's pretty true. But in a in a lot of rural places, there are no yeah. Uh, you know, there's no local department store. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're buying your stuff online, and then you get into the habit of buying your stuff online, yeah. and then you know, yeah. when it, it means that it locks out any possibilities within community. People become yeah. more used to the idea that a package is going to show up rather yeah. than they are about going into a yeah. community to buy stuff. So. So I think that's being acceler- accelerated yeah. in in rural areas, and and it's a knock-on effect. Yeah. You know, you, you. I mean, if you lose a shop, I mean, I think Woolworths announced they're going to close eight hundred big W's or whatever yeah, they close. They have. Yeah. Now, if they if they close them in the in the city areas, you might go, well, there's a Kmart here or yeah. a big W. Now, yeah. if the big W in Atherton closes, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's an hour hour and a half yeah. to Cairns to the next one. You know? Which isn't that far, really, but it's far enough. It's far enough for a southeast Queenslander. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Where would yeah. that get you to? 
Gimpy. Almost to Toowoomba, where the outback starts, yeah. as we discussed earlier. Um, so let me invite you to um, kind of throw your imagination into high gear, because uh, this, is, this is really the question that I want to get to. From where you sit, from what you see, you know, in the kinds of trends we've talked about, what does 2030 look like? So we're 10 years down the track. There's mm. the kinds of trends that have been going on that we've been talking about. What is life like in rural Queensland in 2030? In the terms of the church? Or well, let's start the with the wider community the and wider then we'll think community. a little bit about the church. I think, I think, um, I think we're going to see increasing closure of smaller communities or, you know... Yeah. As they become sort of unsustainable Yeah, yeah. I look, I, I, there's going to be... And, and it's not going to be held up by the number of tree changers yeah. <laughs> who, yeah, okay. who, who want to move out those places. I, I think there's going to be more and more closure in those places. Some places will be worse than others. Right? Yeah, okay. um, I think that um, any place that is traditionally built upon... Um, a rural industry like you know cattle or yeah. mining or whatever, I think they've got a bigger chance of survival. I think places that are that are what I would call semi-rural, just on the outside outside yes. of a bigger yeah. city, have got more problems because yeah. I think urbanisation of those, pla- those spaces is changing the the, the mix of farming in yeah. those areas. So I think they're going to be the first ones who are going to who are going to see that decline. Um, you know, I think about um, New South Wales has had a, a large amount of people as the baby boomer generation retire off who've, who've vacated out of that area and moved yeah, up yeah. to the Sunshine Coast yeah, or, yeah. you know, well, I'd say down to the Sunshine yes, Coast. But sure. You know, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> for you up, up. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's up know, the road. But, yeah. And I think that's been more pronounced in New South Wales and Queensland. But I think I think Queensland's going to going to really struggle to, to hold a lot of people within these communities. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to hold young people. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, I mean, we're noticing, for example, within ministry in the church, when when I was candidating, you'd come to Brisbane, you'd do your training, and then if you got sent to Waikikamukau, you went to Waikikamukau yeah. because there was, you know, even just 20 years ago, less, you know, spouses yeah. were working because you know we had yeah, younger kids, yeah, and now no, you've got kind of changing nature of our yeah, whole society. You've got older people yeah, candidating, yeah. and they then their yeah. partners are, ma- uh, you know, they're yes, in some kind of career or right. role. And they say, or, "Oh well, I'll go anywhere you like as long as it's the yeah, southeast corner." Yeah, as long as my partner can keep doing yeah, what he or she is right, doing. That's yeah. right. I mean, there's some exceptions out of that, but I, I think that's a general thing, and that's not just within yeah. within the church. I think that's a a common that's a rural wider experience. Rural experience. Both couples are. are Yep. wanting work yeah and so yeah you know you go to where those opportunities to where that, are go to where it is naturally yeah. enough yeah yeah so yeah so let's talk a little bit about the church so you know so if those if some of those pressures are there on our wider kind of society in our, in our wider society on rural mm. queensland what how do, where do we find ourselves in 2030 let's say if we're at our best you know if yeah. we if we are you know, front and centre, hearing the Spirit of God and engaging in our communities really effectively yeah, over the yeah. next 10 years, what do we look like? Well, look, I think the interesting thing is that statistically, if you look at congregation, and I'll just use the Uniting Church around that, yeah. you know, according to the census, you know, there's over a 1,000 people in Atherton who say they're Uniting Church people. Yeah. There's not a 1,000 people in church. Yeah. 
right? Gotcha. And then when you do the things about, you know, people, whether they believe in God or, you know, whatever, again, there's yeah. a high proportion yeah. who actually have some sense of faith, yes. some sense of a, a sense of a God, but they're not being found in, in church. And increasingly, you know, that, that I mean, it's becoming less and less so that they are. Yeah. And now... Yeah. People use things like, oh, well, the sport on Sunday, shops are open Sunday and all this sort of stuff. But I, I'm, I'm not convinced. No. I um, mean, I hear that argument and I think we use it as a bit of an excuse to say we don't have to try hard. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't have to sell the gospel yeah, yeah. as we've done. And I think because we've become a place that we've been getting income out of the hall, we've been getting income out of fundraise, we've been getting income out of the, the social aspect of church, I think quite often we've lost the imperative of the gospel yeah. in a lot of our rural areas, and and where where congregations have re-embraced the gospel and that work, you know the the simple core value of who we are as church, there's growth happening, yeah, okay. and we're seeing that in North Queensland. You know, we're I've been challenging congregations to to you know wean themselves off this other stuff and get back to core yeah. business. And those that have managed to be able to do that, you know, they're going to take a big step of faith. Yeah. They're starting to see that people do actually want to reconnect with the church. They do want to reconnect with faith. As long as it's in a way that they feel comfortable about and they feel included about and they see a community of, of, of faith and you know, that they can belong to. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've got a lot of hope. Yeah, I, I, I hear that as you speak, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think the alternative is just to say, let's shut up, shut up, yeah. <laughs> throw our hands in the air. And, you know, and, and I've yeah. heard people saying, oh, well, we just turned them all into great big, you know, I think South Australia went through a bit of this, where you go, well, we, we won't main, try to maintain ministry and that, we'll just have a resource minister who'll, you know, a bit like riding around the horse and years yeah. ago just to yeah, yeah. do a sermon, sleep in the back <laughs> of the church. That, that sort of model of ministry, I don't think we're at that. No. Yeah? We may. Yeah. And that might be part of the mix of how we do it. But I think there's still the ability within rural congregations to be able to transform the way we do it. Now, yeah. That's going to be resource hungry yes. because I think we have okay. to re-educate yeah. our ministers. We've got to re-educate our churches about what that means. And we haven't been very good at that. Yeah. And that's something we've got to engage in. So, right if we, so if we start to think about the kinds of things we need, the kinds of decisions we need to be taking now or the way we need to be orienting ourselves now toward that ideal yeah. future, yeah. that's a, that's one of the clues. That, that yeah, I, I think we've got to, you know, it's, it's, I hate using the, uh, this word. In, we've got to incentivise people okay. to, be, to engage in rural ministry, yeah. to give them a reason as to why a placement in a rural congregation is worth doing. Yeah. We've got to give them the skills. Yeah, so we that. actually do have to think about the context people are going yeah, to. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I think too often we, we... I mean, certainly when I came to theological college, you were basically being trained for a, a, a suburban congregation. Yeah. yeah, here's your suburban congregation, yeah, 100 yeah. people off uh, you go. And, and, and then we did a, a sort of like a, a rural thing where we went to Rathdowney for, for two days... Wow, that's and sit around right singing Kumbaya and saying, you know, and, look, and looking at a cow and saying, this is I rural. bet you were playing the guitar. <laughs> I was. Yeah, actually. exactly. <laughs> but I wasn't playing Kumbaya. But, oh, no. but, you know, I think that that was the whole context of, of rural yeah. engagement. And, yeah. and, um, and 
I candidated out of the Athlon table and so I'd come out of a rural thing and I looked at this and thought, this is crazy. I, I can remember we sat in this very room here and we had our, our rural day by people bringing gum leaves and stuff and putting them on the table. And I thought, these people are like, you know, like, seriously, yeah. you know, get, this is not what, rural yeah. is not this. No. You know? that, and, and that probably points to similar questions that we might need to think about for other contexts, so, you know, different to rural. So if we're going to work yeah, with yeah, young absolutely. people, young adults, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like we yeah. might need some more yeah, specialist yeah. kind of yeah. training. Oh, look, you know, know I, I, there's that liturgy, you know, we are the people of the red soil, we are the people of the gum, the outback, whatever. And I remember saying, saying, well, what about saying we are the people of the latte set, we are the people of the yeah. of the yeah. urban sprawl, we are the people yeah. of the traffic light. You know, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with identifying yeah. the reality of who we are? Yeah. You know, and I think that it, as much as city people have a have a, a a sort of a fantasy about what's going on in the rural area, this is sort of the mythology yeah. of the rural parts. Plenty of people in rural areas have the same mythology about the city. Yeah, okay. You know, I mean, I think every congregation in in rural Queensland thinks every congregation in the city is rich. Yeah. And got money hanging yes, out. Yes, of can, course. Phew, yes, buckets you know, of money. And they're wasting the it all on, yeah. you know, on art galleries of new carpet. Yeah. Well, you know, and so there's a mythology that's built, and yeah. we've got to we've got to break that down, but we've also got to prepare ministers and congregations for what is the reality of where they are, yeah. and not to and not to be sold into the mythology that, you know, they think yeah, is yeah. part of who they are. But that that mythology. That is part of the broader Australian identity as well, isn't oh, it? That, you yeah, know, the, the lure of the outback, oh, the heart of Australia, the, the bush, Dundee, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. all crocodile Dundee. So it's not... We, we all want to aspire to retire and do the lap. Yeah, you know? that's right. We could, we could do the lap. Yeah. I've already picked out my caravan. I know which one I'm going to buy. <laughs> I thought you were going to um, do it by bike, my well, friend. Well, I'll take my bike on that. <laughs> so I've been reading a book uh, by a guy called Simon Carey Holt, who's a Baptist pastor in Victoria, and wow. the book's called Heaven... All around us, and mm-hmm. he is talking about, you know, the classic spiritual language and the spiritual practices are things of, you know, desert and withdrawal and wilderness and, yeah. and but he talks about being, you know, a person who lives in a suburb, with a mortgage, with kids in school and yeah. a job, and and he can't go to the desert. That you know, he can't go to the desert to yeah, find yeah. his spiritual practices. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. actually has to look in his life around him and pay attention to the context that he's yeah, in yeah, and, yeah, and find his spiritual practices yep. there. Yep. Um, and the, the story you're telling is kind of reminding me of that. Um, yeah. Both for those of us who do live beyond Toowoomba and the Sunshine Coast, yeah, yeah. but also for those of us who live yeah, in the corner here to, right. to pay attention to the yeah, context. Yeah, I mean, it is a funny... It's a funny place, this dichotomy between the city and the rural areas. And because, I mean, unbelievably, Queensland is one of the least centralised yeah. states, and yet we don't operate that way. No, no. Right? You know, we certainly... You know, places like Townsville and Cairns and Rocky and Mackay and all those sort of places, you would not, you know, anywhere else in the world, those would be, you know, real major yeah, cities yeah, with major regional. infrastructure and major yeah. stuff. And and I, I think it's created this, this that, that mythology, again, we talk about, I think gets created in that, that everything is Brisbane, yeah. is shiny and new. Yeah. And people in Brisbane go, everything out there is... Yeah, it's dusty and brown. You're not going to send me to Townsville, mate. There's only 210,000 people there. Like, so, there's no suburban rail. I mean, you, you imagine, you think about this. Yeah. Like, when Brisbane was being developed, how what was the population of Brisbane when they started putting in trams and, yeah. and that yeah. sort of infrastructure? It was probably 
you know, yeah. less than half a million, yes. you know, when yeah, they started yeah. doing it. And yet you get these rural cities that are, are, are getting larger and larger, but the infrastructure within yeah. them is just not, keeping pace. It's not, not yeah. there, yeah. not there. So. Gary, that's, um, thank you for the conversation. There's lots of pretty interesting challenges coming our way. Over the next 10 years. And it's all good. It is all good. It is all good. And I hear the hope in your voice, and I think that's probably one of the things that I I hope... Hope, there you go, I'm using the word, but I hope as a church we can continue to explore and in front of us. Scotty, I think one of the things that I I love about the United Church, there's plenty of things that, you know, make me... You know, want to choke a bit at times. Well, maybe that's a separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I, look, that's every look every church. Yeah, you know, like of course. And people say to me, you know, what is it about the United Church you love? And I, it's the, it's the social justice. It's it's the, and it's the being there yeah. of the United Church. You know, yeah. we are a church of being there. Yeah. In in many of our rural and remote communities, we were we were there early. Yeah. We're still there. Yeah. And I, and I keep saying, you know, let us be the ones who turn who are turning yeah, the lights yeah. off when we leave. Let's yeah. be there to the very end, the end for these people. Yeah. How we can actually fund that, how yeah. we can sustain that, and how we can actually bring hope in that is a, another whole question yeah. we need to have. And it, a, you're actually pointing to some things that we've not really talked about today. That is, you know, the life of the church in those places goes beyond congregation and faith community it's oh, frontier services oh, it's yeah. you know uniting yeah. care yeah, 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 it's you know yeah, all sorts yeah. of things and, and those engagements that we've got to have in in the in the intra-church yeah. and external to the church conversations are things that we we've really got to we've got to get some skill sets in that firstly yeah. but then we've got to get a passion around what that means and what that's going to look for us and we've got to be we've got to be prepared to take a risk and to, and to, you know step yeah. out in some places and not be and not be scared if it fails. Yeah. Because in in rural stuff, the history of, of rural Queensland, rural Australia is having a go. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes they're not going. There's plenty of ghost towns to show. If you have a go, do you get a go? So. <laughs> <laughs> How good's Queensland, mate? <laughs> How good? How good? Uh, you're channeling How the PMA. Good. good on you, mate. Yeah. Well. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, How Gary. How good's rural Queensland? How good's rural Queensland? <laughs> Uh, I look forward to kind of (laughs) watching that unfold. Oh, mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Beautiful.